Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Do I Love You? Parentheses, Indeed I Do. Hey everybody, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. This is the podcast where we talk about every Bruce Springsteen song alphabetically, one by one. My name is Rob Carmack, and I'm joined here as always by J.B. Clark. Hey, what's up? Rob's probably annoys me right now because I've been having uh, technical issues for a while now. It happens to the best of us, J.B. It's great to hear from all of you. (laughs) It happens to everybody. It's it's been me many times in the past, so you know, no worries. We're we're just I'm I'm just glad to be recording. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, for those who don't know, just to kind of catch everybody up, we're in season four of this show. The first season was we did a full run through all of the all of the songs that Bruce Springsteen had recorded in alphabetical order up until that point, which was in 2019, which when we got through Zero and Blind Terry. And then right as we were wrapping things up, Bruce releases Western Stars and uh then we we did a our second season was album by album minus western stars our third season we did we kind of broke from format we did jason isbel for a little while and now we're back with season four we're going back around to to mop up all the all the songs that bruce has recorded since we did zero and blind terry which includes all the songs from western stars letter to you only the strong survive and um chapter and verse so in in addition to a couple of other stragglers that we caught along the way. yeah so a couple of rock and roll hall of fame recordings yeah so that's right. Yeah, a couple of things that maybe we missed on our first round, or ended up on a movie soundtrack, or here, you know, here, there, and everywhere. So, uh, anyway, that's that's the short version of of why you're hearing this episode that starts with a D, but we're in the three hundred seventy somethings at this point. So, um, anyway, didn't want anybody to be confused. If, you, if this is your first episode, that's what we're doing. So I don't know why this would be your first episode, but if it is, welcome. <laughs> what a wild place to hop in. It is. I mean, you know, and and people will m- email us weekly asking like where 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 the, all the episodes that we can find on on iTunes are only down to like the most recent one hundred. That's because when we started this podcast, we decided to host it on Squarespace and didn't realize that Squarespace would only publish the most recent one hundred episodes of whatever you were doing. So that's uh, that's a bummer. If I could go back to two thousand sixteen and choose a different host, I would. But what are you gonna do? So you yeah. can stream them all on our website. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, none of that is what we're here to talk about, JB, today. We're here to talk about Do I Love You, parentheses, Indeed I Do. This is our first song in the D's in season four. We did Chasing Wild Horses, which was the entire (laughs) C-section last time. (laughs) And now we're we're in the D's. So Do I Love You, Indeed I Do. This song, of course, is from the 2022 album Only the Strong Survive, which is an album completely made up of cover songs, soul songs that Bruce recorded. And um, so, which means this was not a song originally written by Bruce Springsteen. So the song was originally written and recorded by Frank Wilson in 1965 on Motown Records. This is Frank Wilson's only Motown single. And this was the It was actually on uh, on Soul, the Motown imprint. Ah, Motown Soul. Okay, yes. So owned by Motown, but on a... a, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this was the lead single from Only the Strong Survive in 2022. Bruce performed the song on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon on November the 14th, 2022, to promote the album. And as of this recording, Bruce has not performed this song in front of a ticket-buying audience on the current tour. So it's only been performed live, as far as I know, on The Tonight Show. 
Uh, and that's pretty much all the basic facts I have, JB. JB, let me ask you this. Did you know this song? Prior to re- receiving Only the Strong Survive, did you know this song? I um, I do not think I did. Here's the thing about all the covers on this record. Mm-hmm. They are all, I use the word ubiquitous off air. And I mean that like in, in the way that like a pillow is ubiquitous. Like most beds have a pillow. It's like all of these songs on this on this record have like a feel that is familiar. That is like super familiar. You know, yes. To like, so I don't know if I was like familiar with this song, but this cover captures like the feeling of like my grandma's house when she was doing chores, because that was a very Motown centric vibe when Grammy was doing chores. Yeah, and so like this, you know, it feels like I've heard this song, and I very well may have heard this song, and I probably sang a lot of the lyrics the first time I heard it. Um, but I could not tell you a specific, you know, time in history that I have heard it, if that makes sense. Yeah, actually that's well put. I had the same sort of feeling. Like as I was listening through Only the Strong Survive, I definitely when it when it got to this song, I definitely had this feeling of like, do I know this song? Like I feel like I do, but I yeah. can't but I have no I have no immediate memories of of listening to this song. If that makes I, sense. I find myself being like, Do I do I know this? Indeed I do. Yeah. Yeah, that I was supposed to be way funnier. I'm so sorry. In my head, that just you were laughing. The audience was like, "I just, I'm sorry, I ruined that." No, you didn't ruin anything. <laughs> We've all been there, JB. Just do away the worst joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very dad joke of you, mm-hmm. and you are a dad, so it I am a dad, father too. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I I I had the same sort of sensation of like, and I realized as listening as I was listening through this album the first couple of times I I got it, I um I had this realization of like oh I don't know nearly as many like classic soul songs as I thought I did you know what I mean like I I felt like I was pretty familiar with like Motown and Stax and like that era of of classic music but I I realize now like oh no I. I, I only thought I knew more than I did. And so, like, that's, I mean, and quite frankly, that's one of the gifts of this album is it sort of broadens people's scope. Like, I, I, I don't know if anybody, I'm sure there are some people out there who heard this and was like, oh, I know all these songs. These are just Bruce Springsteen versions of songs that I've heard before. For me, it was about half and half. There were, there were half, half the songs on the album. I was like, oh, this is, this is an interesting version of a song I know. The other half were songs that I didn't know, but like you said, felt familiar enough to sort of connect to immediately. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And this yeah, is one of them. And it's just like it's the melody, it's the trumpets, it's the drum part. Yeah. With that tambourine in the back, you know, that's just like that Pentecostal old lady on the tambourine back there. Yep. And uh yeah, and the horns, they just come in with that like really fast, like you know? Yeah, the horns are uh, great. I, I really I really oh, love the instrumentation yeah. on the song. Yeah, it's so good. And Bruce really like embellishes his like the 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 choruses, like I pray the Lord, your soul to keep. You know, and then whenever oh, he comes back great. down to Darlin and he like lets it, he like, Darlin, you know, he like, yeah. he makes his voice go like all the way up and all the way back, all just in that one sort of, it's great. Yeah. He hams it up. It sounds like he's yeah. having a ball, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. It sounds like he's playing his telly and with his like little soul patch jutting out while playing the tambourine somehow at the same time. Like that's uh-huh. the vibe he has. I love it. Yeah. Have you, have you watched the music video of this? Uh, I watched it earlier. I watched some of it earlier. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. It's big fun. There's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've and had it, it on in the back uh, underneath us, even while I was having technical difficulties in my headphones. Yeah. And like, I'm not tired of it. 
and it's two minutes. I've heard it a lot at this point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that's another thing yeah. about these songs is they're they're quick. Like none of them none of them outstay their welcome. That's for sure. Yeah. There's also some like fuzzy guitar hiding in there with like the lower sax mm-hmm. and horns. So it's got yeah, the instrumentation's perfect. Yeah, I like that. It is a what lot. I'll say about the whole the strong will survive record as a whole is like the instrumentation is spot on. Which is pretty amazing because I think Bruce and Ron Aniello do most of the instruments themselves. Like the E Street Band isn't here. There's the they didn't bring in a lot of ringers. Like Steve Jordan doesn't show up for anything. Like you know what I mean? It's it's just these guys yeah. playing the most of, of the instruments. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that that is that, that it's an interesting like the the result is so much better than it should be, you know, like for for what this project is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we and this is not our first only the strong survive song. So we've 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 talked about sort of the conversation <laughs> yeah. of the release of this album already. But but as we were talking about off air, there's it, it's hard to sort of like we, we try we try and fill the time here, but it, it's hard to sort of think like. I'm probably not going to spend 30 to 45 minutes talking about this one particular song. Like I, well, I, I don't know enough about um, like recording processes and production value to, to have a lot to say. And the lyrics are not, I, I, I don't, I don't know that it's worth going line by line through the lyrics. Oh no, 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 no. It's just, do I love you? Indeed I do. Let me ask you this. Um, the There's also a great sax solo in it. So I think that's another like quintessential Bruce thing. Just yeah. The sax and the organ. How many uh, other covers of this song? Are you aware of? Uh, I'm only aware of the original. Yeah, this is the only cover of this song that I know of. Or is that right? Find on the internet? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's like, you could find it on YouTube or something. But I'm saying like, yeah, like how recorded. interesting. Yeah, I didn't. Well, and that tells you like maybe this song. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there are lots of people who had never heard this song before. If, I mean, because because a lot of these songs that that are on Only Strong Survive, this, these are not the only covers of these songs. In fact, then our next episode we're going to talk about. There's a, a handful yeah. of covers. Of, well, I think this went song. silver. This song went silver in the UK, and was like a Motown imprint. So it it really like kind of went under the radar. Interesting. It says approximately 250 demo 45s. Of this song were pressed in '65. Huh. And this uh, is Frank so Wilson's like biggest song. Very rare. Yeah. Interesting. I it is. I will say it is. It's a lot of fun. It's very infectious. I I really like. I I dig it. Uh, it's always fun to have on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's and a good party song. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I mean, I guess I'm not too surprised because Bruce hasn't really leaned hard into this album on the tour. But there's a little me, part of me that's like, he really pushed this song when the album came out so hard. And then he's been on tour now since February and has not performed this song one time. Yeah, I'm you know? surprised. This is such a, it would be such a good, you know, E Street Bands. Maybe it's just because like he's, half the band's been out with COVID every show and this is like a... This might be an all hands on deck situation. Yeah, but I mean, there's he he has there are only the strong survive. I mean, he's been doing like the E Street Shuffle and um and Kitty's back. Like he's got he's got the musicians to pull this off. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah. So, but, so it, it's weird to me. I I don't know. I, I realize he has a and, we, and we've already talked about the set list and how it's pretty unchanging from night to night and the fact that Bruce really has something he wants to say with the set list. So he's not he's not going off book very much but one of the songs in fact the, the song that we're going to talk about in our next episode is a song that has been included in the set list but was dropped pretty early and uh, and it's interesting to me like what he's chosen to keep in and what he's chosen to drop how many uh sweet old grandmas playing tambourine and shuffling their feet on the corner of the stage do you give this song 
I give this song four sweet old grandmas uh, shaking their tambourine and shuffling their feet. How many do you? <laughs> Me too. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I give it four. I had it three and a half and I upgr- upgraded it. Yeah. I, before I, uh, before we started it's talking a solid four. ratings. This whole record might be a four. I think that's right. This might be like the the Vince Carter of records. Yeah. The uh, the Shea Serrano book of basketball. He he talks about dunk. The he's the best dunker, and he goes through all these categories and has all these different guys who are the, you know best at you know the hardest dunker or the most showy dunker or the highest dunker, and then at the end he's like, so who's the best dunker of all time? Vince Carter. I didn't mention him in any of these, but he's second place in every single one of these categories. <laughs> so he's the best dunker of all time. And like that's what this record kind of feels like. It's like it doesn't quite qualify for best of anything, but it's like straight bangers all the way through. Just happens to be covers. Yeah. I, I mean I would agree with that. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put this in my top five Bruce Springsteen albums like anywhere close to it. No. But I, I, I enjoy it all the way through. I think it's just like that we're gonna find that it's hard to give out like lower than three and a half or threes, you know? Cause like they're all just so well produced and written. I mean like and arranged. Yeah. You I know? agree with that. Yeah. That we are, they're already Motown classics. You know what I mean? And then they're like really well, they're just like arranged with like deference and joy. Yeah. <laughs> Reverence, not deference, Reverence and joy. So I, I feel like deference works too. Deference to the originals, right. you know? Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's right. Like it's, it's hard to give anything, Lower than like a three and a half. I mean, I gave Seven Rooms of Gloom a three, I think. But like, I, I think that's probably going to be my lowest rating for this album. And then, but it's hard to give a lot of these songs fives because if you if you hold them up to the originals, like how many of them are better than the original? Yeah, you know, right. there's only a couple of them that I would say surpass the original. And, yeah. and so like, we're, we're solidly in the four category for this album, I think. Right. Not to just give away the whole season, but like, yeah, I, I feel like, I, I feel like that's right. I was going to say, yeah, and you can't just like be throwing, handing out fives for songs on like a, a late stage career rock and roll musician cover record. And then I was like, what about Johnny Cash? <laughs> yeah, valid. <laughs> he put out like four straight, you know, all fives. Uh, well, and apparently Bruce has more of these in the can. And so it's possible this is a, that the Johnny Cash thing is, is a good comparison because there ended up being what, like four of those? Yeah, dude. So yeah, this this maybe who produced those? Um, Rick Rubin. Yeah, Rick Rubin. I'm yeah. ready for Rick to call Bruce and be like, Bruce, it's time we did our thing. Can you believe they've <laughs> never they've never worked together, Rick Rubin and Bruce? I just Bruce feel Bruce. like Bruce is one day is gonna Rick if if Bruce sits around the house too long, he's gonna get a call from Rick Rubin and Rick's gonna be like, Hey, <laughs> I just rebuilt Shangri La. <laughs> <laughs> I would get man, out here. That is a thing. I'd never really thought about it before, but that's a thing I would really love to hear is a Rick Rubin, Bruce Springsteen collaboration. Like Rick, Rick Rubin, like produced wildflowers by Tom Petty, which is one of his best albums. Um, and like, and you know, like you said, the, the Johnny cash, uh, American albums, like R- Rick, Rubin he's produced is, like some great rap albums. He's produced like Avid brothers. Yeah. Well, the beastie uh, boys is, is what made him famous. And yeah. Um, and, and so, so yeah, he, I mean, he's had a really interesting storied career and he's kind of known at this point. Now he, he's known for coming into like established artists and, and giving them like a new spin on their voice and just drawing them out, man. Yeah. And, uh, thanks to his work with Johnny Cash and Tom Petty specifically. And, um, and I like, man, I would love to hear Bruce Springsteen do something with Rick Rubin. That would be really, if y'all want to hear a great, there's an episode of maybe 
it was maybe a Malcolm Gladwell podcast that he talked about doing those Bruce, those uh, Johnny Cash recordings. And then also there's a great Avett Brothers documentary on HBO where they follow them through the recording process of the record they made with Rick Rubin. That's a great, that's a great documentary. Yeah. Speaking of, there's about to be a uh, sort of a similar uh, Isbel doc. Yeah. Running with our eyes closed. It, it drops cannot, on HBO Max on April the 7th. I'm very excited. Cannot wait. Uh, the trailer looks incredible. It does. It's it's apparently about the, the the recording of the reunions album and like his basically the the struggles in his marriage as they were putting. Yeah, it the near div- when Amanda was like, "I'm gonna go live in a hotel for a while." Yeah, and uh, so yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked about that that documentary. I cannot wait. I'm trying to figure out will that no, it won't. I mean, I guess it comes out the week that we release this out this episode. So uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be exciting. I just love hearing him talk about music. One of my favorite interviews with him is uh, the. Um, Rain Wilson and um, Reza Aslan podcast called Metaphysical Milkshake. They have an episode with him that's incredible. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And it, and I think have we talked already about Weather Veins about how there's a new Jason Isbell album coming out in June? We have not, but uh, we got a single, right? We got two singles. Yeah, and they're great. I've not listened to them. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remain unsullied. Unsullied for the. Oh, you're gonna do the whole thing. I'm, I I don't want to. It's to me. It's like a spoiler for a movie. I want I want to hear the whole album as it was meant to be heard. Huh. Okay. I'm good with singles. I tend. To I'm do not that. good with like I I I don't uh, consume music as singles, but I listen to the singles from like my my guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 and I, I totally get that, and I'm, I'm very tempted to listen to it, but there's a part of me that's like, no, I want the first time I hear this to be when I put it on my turntable. Yo, speaking of records you need to hear on a turntable in full, have you heard the new Nickel Creek record? I have not. Um, Dude. Is it good? It, it feels like a spiritual sort of um, conclusion to Why Should the Fire Die? Like if that record, Why Should the Fire Die, was like sort of like their exploration of sort of anarchy then this is the uh sort of like the rebuilt resolution the construction you know after the teardown so hmm, interesting but it's like nickel creek back doing you know they they back on their bullshit and it's good <laughs> <laughs> all right it's it's so good man just the they have melodies that no one else does you know mm. what i mean they have melodies where you're like well i've never thought of those notes together like that before yeah and they just fill spaces so well they've been playing together for like what 25 30 years uh or tw- i don't know 20 but yeah check that record out okay i will what what are you listening to right now um not a lot, quite frankly. I yeah. uh, I've been I've been um, really I've been listening to a lot of Jason Isbell ever ever since they they were they announced that they were putting out this album or this uh, this yeah. documentary. There's I I've, I've kind of been when I'm when I'm driving in the car I've been listening to Reunions a lot again just to sort of get excited about the documentary um, which is great I really like that I I just picked up the new Maggie Al- Maggie album Maggie Rogers album um, but I haven't Ooh. I haven't really absorbed it yet so I'm I'm still I'm still early on with that one. I haven't listened to uh, her much lately at all. That song Alaska still uh, gets me though. It's great. It's good. Did you know that she very recently got a Master's of Divinity from Harvard from Harvard Divinity School? <laughs> no, but that tracks, man. <laughs> like that blew my mind when I saw that. I was like, well, I, and apparently her new album is her reflecting on her um, her MDiv. 
How cool! And I was like, well, I'm I'm not gonna ignore that. That's for sure. So yeah, I uh, check that out. So I, I just picked up the vinyl, and I'm I'm uh, in the process of in you know trying trying to absorb that one. Cool, man. Yeah. So interesting stuff. Um, all right. Well, I think we filled the time. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. No, that was great. I'm glad we got to talk about some good records. And uh, you know, if I'm gonna talk about a covers album, only the strong survive is at the top of the list of covers albums I want to talk about. For sure. Well, on our next episode, we're going to be talking about the song Don't Play That Song, another parenthesis song, parentheses, You Lied. So we'll be, we'll be getting into that on our next episode, another Only the Strong Survive song. So until then, I'm Rob, and that's JB, and we'll see you later. Mm-hmm.